The Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers, featuring Breitbart Talks on Talk 94.5. That's right. And joining us live on the air is the Breitbart News politics reporter, Wendell Husebo. Good morning, Wendell. Good morning, Liz. Thanks for having me on today. Well, thank you for joining us. I mean, you broke some pretty big stories uh, regarding this Fonnie Willis situation and Nathan Wade and Fonnie Willis's office. Which exclusive do you want to start off with? Well, I suppose we should start off with perhaps the biggest one, which is that uh, the Biden administration has a plant inside the Fulton County office. And that, uh, according to sources, and that gentleman's name is Jeff DeSantis. This guy is a very highly respected Democrat operative in Mm -hmm. Georgia. He used to work uh, for the Georgia DNC. He has strong ties to the White House. He really knows what he's doing. And so my sources uh, tell me that uh, this guy is essentially a mole or liaison to uh, to the Biden uh, regime. Hmm. Now, did they know this? I don't know who hires for that office. Like when they say planted, did he go under the guise of, you know, not having that background or what do you know about him? My sources tell me that Jeff DeSantis, along with Nathan Wade, Bonnie Willis's lover and fellow Trump prosecutor were uh, there during Bonnie Willis's 2020 transition when she won election. So then she assumed office. She had to hire a bunch of people for that office. And along that process, uh, uh, Jeff DeSantis and Nathan Wade were among the key decision makers of who would be hired. And so this raises serious questions because, for instance, let's take Nathan Wade. Nathan Wade, according to the sources, was not an employee of Fulton County. Well, why was he in the room Mm -hmm. making employment decisions? Uh, And then as far as Jeff DeSantis, you know, if he was a part of uh, this targeting of Donald Trump, it really uh, presents a strong argument that the administration uh, may have interfered in the 2024 presidential election. Now, I am just wondering, because, you know, I was we were speaking about this topic last hour and uh, I was trying to break down what happened yesterday with Terrence Bradley and all on and the speculation part of all of that. What is. How did all of this start to get exposed about Fonnie Willis? And are is the is the goal to get rid of her and her, you know, entourage? Is it to get the Trump case thrown out? You know, a lot of this is is coming out right now. And I'm just wondering what is the the end goal of getting rid of Fonnie Willis in some way? I mean, is she gonna be removed from the office? I mean, what do you see happening? Well, this all started with a gentleman and co-defendant in the Trump case named Mike Roman. And Mike Roman is a is a warrior. He's a he's a conservative uh, mega warrior, and he filed um, with the court a bunch of information, which included the allegations against uh, Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade. And so, since 
those court filings, more and more information has been trickling out. And so I think the goal here is for uh, the co-defendants and former President Trump to defend themselves against the show trial that appears to be uh, the Fulton County prosecution of, of Donald Trump. Now, as far as what the goal is, the goal is, I would assume, to uh, you know get Bonnie Willis removed from the case, which would uh, greatly lengthen the court proceedings. Uh, against uh, the former president and, um, you know, allow the for- former president to uh, campaign and uh, receive votes in November for a president without, you know, having a trial or out without being convicted like the uh, like the Democrats are trying to mm-hmm. do before the election. Speaking of which, um, the source that reached out to uh, Breitbart News about this um DeSantis guy. Yes, ma'am. Multiple sources. Okay. Multiple multiple sources. sources. Um, It's saying that the sources speculated that DeSantis was instrumental in selecting grand jurors for the Trump case based on their voter registration data. Yeah. Now that um, that piece right there, um, that's a conjecture. That's speculation. That's what the source speculates. speculates what uh, Jeff DeSantis did. And the reason why uh, I included that in the story is because Jeff DeSantis is such a strong political operative. He's run so many campaigns mm-hmm. that he has a lot of knowledge about the way the system works, and he can easily obtain a voter registration material to understand which jurors would be more favorable to the prosecution against Donald Trump. And so, so I'm not saying that I, I did not report in the sources do not have hard evidence about mm-hmm. this. This okay. is just, hey, look at what we have here. This guy's a mammoth and this could have happened. So let's talk about Nathan Wade for a moment. How, what is, so how is it that he became involved in the hiring and firing of employees as part of the transition team. Um, I mean, she won uh, the election in November 2020. So obviously they knew each other, you know, really early. We don't know exactly when this relationship started. Uh, We heard about the whole speculation thing. What is it that you are surmising happened based on the testimony yesterday from Nathan Wade's divorce attorney and the way the line of questioning went with the prosecutors and calling him out on using the word speculating they started dating. I suspect that everyone around Bonnie Willis is lying and they're trying to protect her because they want former President Trump to be convicted and prosecuted and convicted now, sources, the sources told me that uh, they thought it was obvious that Wade and Willis were in a relationship during the 2020 transition of when Fannie Willis assumed office. That, that goes back, you know, two years before uh, Nathan Wade uh, alleges that their affair began. And as you know, there's a lot of other uh, very strong evidence like cell phone records uh, that were subpoenaed yeah. by the Trump uh, Trump team that that also contradict Wade's testimony. Now, 
Do you think once she won the election and they're doing this transition period, do you think, is there any evidence or any sources saying that they were looking to get Trump like Letitia James was doing in New York? No, ma'am, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but I would say that there is a plan inside Fulton County, according to my sources, multiple credible sources with direct knowledge of the office at that time that tell me that Jeff DeSantis uh, organized and targeted uh, former President Trump. Uh, and by the way, this guy is a very successful fellow. He was making quite a bit of money before he started working as a deputy DA for Bonnie Willis. And so why would he take a low, you know, a, a, a job mm. that pays far less than uh, his previous position just to be working for Fonnie Willis in Fulton County? It just doesn't add up. Ah, that's very, very interesting. All right. Now, something, the the latest thing you, uh, the latest story you broke, uh, we're speaking with Wendell uh, Husebo of Breitbart is this DEI situation that Fannie Willis was imposing on her staff. Can you tell us about that? Was that from the same sources that they were talking about that? Similar sources, yes, ma'am. We published this article yesterday at Breitbart, and uh, the story is all about race training that employees had to undergo, uh, uh, mandatory race training that employees had to undergo in the office. And this mandatory training, according to my sources, they they told me that they would be fired if they did not participate in the training. The training uh, was a uh, a program where the participants had to select uh, good or bad based upon race color. So if you go to Breitbart.com and you look up this story, you're going to see the slides, and the slides have a photo of of a person, black or white, and then they had to slide that photo to the right, which would be, you know, the bad category, or you slide it to the left, which would be the good category, where the black people go, according to the slide. And so, you know, this is just, in my opinion, explicit racism and um, really should be illegal. Wow. And so that was going on... Um, when she first got in there, is is that still going on? I don't know if it's still going on, but Fonnie Willis is still the head honcho over mm-hmm. there. And yeah. so I would assume that her agenda is supreme. Mm-hmm. So um, what do you think is going to happen with this situation um, with Fonnie Willis and, and all the information that's coming out with this cell phone uh, report. I mean, we played a clip earlier of Dinesh D'Souza trying to explain uh, why it's significant. Uh, do you do you think that that will be used? I mean, is it too broad of, of, a, of a pin for her, to, for uh, them to say he was definitely there with her in her apartment or condo overnight. What were they doing? Do you think that that's really going to come to fruition? I'm not a lawyer, so I can't give a, a legal mm-hmm. opinion here. But I will say that the judge seems to be willing to listen uh, to Trump's lawyers, and he's allowed these court proceedings to go in a very 
um, mm-hmm. open way, allowing the witnesses to be questioned. And so I have hope that, you know, the judge will take into consideration all of the uh, evidence that Trump's attorneys have presented. And um, my understanding is that, you know, he may make a decision on whether uh, Willis is disqualified next week. So we'll hold our breath. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if she did lie about when her relationship started, I don't know if how they can prove that. I mean, what, I mean, she, I mean, is, is this, uh, you know, is she lying under oath? Is this a, a grounds to disbar her from even being an attorney? Again, I, I am not an attorney and that is an excellent question from a layman's perspective like mine or a political perspective like mine. If you lie to someone, you immediately lose credibility and you should not be trusted anymore. And yeah. in this case, it seems like Willis is a liar. Yeah. They all seem like they're lying. I mean, it's unbelievable to watch. And it's it's funny because they're lawyers and then watching them try and navigate the minefield of questioning. Yeah, I, I saw a little bit of a uh, little bit of Wade's divorce attorney testifying yeah. yesterday and the questions that he was asked and the and the way that he answered them, it was just um, you know, it was it was it was funny. It was parody. I mean, he he couldn't remember the text messages that he sent or what they meant. I mean, who can't remember text messages that you sent if someone shows you, here's a text message that you sent? Yeah. And there was one point where they said, is this not what it says? And he almost, I I mean, it sounds like he's muttering the word, dang, like he was caught, like, yeah, oh no, you know? And then he was like, yes, yes, that's what it says. I mean, he had no other choice but to say, yeah, that, I mean, he couldn't deny that those came from his phone. So, um, it's crazy. I mean, it's really damaging to to them. Um, real quick, because while we have you, before we let you go, we're speaking when Wendell Hughes about another um, story that's breaking that you're covering is that Hunter Biden is set to appear in court, um, uh, not in court, but um, in front of a House impeachment inquiry today, right? Yes, ma'am. Uh, the committee confirmed with me, uh, James Comer confirmed with me yesterday that Hunter is still planning to show up. Whether he'll show up at nine o'clock on the Hill remains to be seen. Last time he did it, uh, he, he, he came to the Hill. He, he didn't testify and said he had an outrageous press conference and said he would not comply uh, with the subpoena rules. And he just wanted to do his own rules. And so this is just par for the course for the Bidens. I think that they are just used to playing by their own rules. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, the, the he was seemed like he was staging it all for his documentary he seems to be filming, right? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting point. I think Kevin Morris, his Hollywood attorney, is, uh, you know, trying to get a, a documentary going so maybe they can all make some money. But, you know, the polling says that, you know, a majority of Democrats, 60 percent, want Hunter Biden to to be interviewed by the impeachment inquiry. 81% of Republicans say the same, and a, and a 72% of independents want Hunter Biden to answer questions. And we'll see if he does answer questions. Mm-hmm. Last week, James Biden was on the stand. James Biden is Hunter Biden's uncle, and James Biden used his uh, memory loss to be able to mm-hmm. escape many of the hard-hitting questions they had for him. We have the most unforgetful people in high positions, huh? 
So. It's amazing how you can climb the ladder and not remember a thing. <laughs> I know. It's like really unbelievable. I think I saw Marjorie Taylor Greene retweet you on something. Did I not? Did you notice? Yes, ma'am. I think she retweeted me yesterday uh, about about the Fonnie Willis incident. And, you know, she's a real fighter. And uh, we, we speak um, often about, you know, the Hunter Biden case. And uh, you know, she's just been a really strong advocate of, of supporting Comer's investigation. And so I really appreciate that about yeah, her. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Well, thank you so much, Wendell Husebo. You can find him on Breitbart.com and, of course, on Twitter as well, where I follow him. Uh, take care, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Liz. Have a great day. Bye-bye.